I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel to Jaipur, explore bizarre streets, and understand how architecture was used as a method of state craft, and how history is a lot more complex than simplistic us versus them narratives. Ghee walo ka rasta. हल्दियों का रास्ता दाल की गली टिक्की वालों का रास्ता केजीबी का रास्ता आई एम नॉट मेकिंग दिस अप दीज आर एक्चुअल स्ट्रीट नेम्स लास्ट वीक आई फाउंड माई सेल्फ इन द हार्ट ऑफ जयपुर फैसिनेटेड बाई दिक्लेक्टिक स्ट्रीट नेम्स इन द सिटीज जौहरी बाजार इफ यू नॉट अंडरस्टैंड हिंदी द स्ट्रीट्स वर नेम्ड आफ्टर फूड आइटम्स घी टर्मरिक पल्सेज एंड आलू टिक्की द लास्ट वन के जी बी का रास्ता रिमेन्स अ मिस्ट्री टू मी because unlikely that the city is paying homage to the security and intelligence agency of the former soviet union but why name the streets after food items actually it's not just food items nearby tripolia bazaar has the following claim to fame khazane walon ka rasta manihaaro ka rasta top khane ka rasta thathero ka rasta lalji saand ka rasta translated as streets of people who own treasures who make bangles those who store ammunition those who work with brass utensils the last one lalji saand ka rasta joins the elite league of kgb ka rasta for not having known origin stories the story of these bizarre sounding streets goes back to the origin of jaipur itself the current district of jaipur lies in eastern rajasthan in the banas river basin and forms a part of the eastern plain of rajasthan the region is drained by a number of seasonal rivers of which Bangangaa, Dhund and Bandi are prominent. From the 10th century onwards, the district referred to as Dhundar formed one of the four politico-cultural regions of Eastern Rajasthan in addition to Mewat, Hadoti and Mewar. Dhundar region was roughly comprised of the current districts of Jaipur, Dosa and Tonk. The region was held by Badgujars, Rajputs and Minas till the 11th century. By the 17th century the political landscape had changed significantly. The Kachwaha Rajput land became known for political clout and importance in the Mughal administration. Raja Man Singh and Mirza Raja Jai Singh contributed to the financial and cultural wealth of Dhundar through a political alliance with the Mughals. The foundation of the city of Jaipur was established by Sawai Jai Singh II in 1727. The city was designed by Sawai Jai Singh II himself. and further developed and monitored by his renowned counselor vidyadhar it included innovative concepts in traditional planning guidelines along with an appropriate adaptation of the terrain itself two significant facts responsible for the origin of the city and its subsequent layout were the first the need for a new capital for the 18th century dhundar as the earlier one of amber built on a hill was getting congested the second was that jai singh too had led mughal armies for aurangzeb and anticipated the breakdown of the mughal empire he needed a new capital signifying a new perhaps alternate power block to the crumbling mughal empire the new capital was supposed to be a strong political statement and a thriving trade and commerce hub for the region 
Unlike Dosa and Ambar, the two previous capital cities of the Dhundhar region established on hilltop, whose planning was guided by the topographical structure of the areas, Jaipur city was revolutionary both in terms of its gridiron pattern planning and its location at the base of the hills. There was also a significant economic shift from an agricultural base in Dosa and Ambar to trading in the capital of Jaipur. And there begins the story of the bizarre names. Beyond making a political statement to the Mughals, he read the contours of world trade very well. Over 900 kilometers from Jaipur, in the present-day region of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa in Pakistan, every winter the Khyber Pass closes down, and it did so in the 18th century as well. The establishment of the city made Jaipur an important halt in the alternate summer trading route from Persia, which is now Iran, to India via Baluchistan and Sindh, both of which are now in Pakistan. The path continued to Jaisalmer, Jodhpur, and then Jaipur. The king had conducted a comprehensive survey to understand what the needs of those travelling on those routes could be. To ease the ordeal of tired travellers and traders, he created lanes where only specific kinds of merchants could set up shop. So only bangle makers could set shop in Maniharo ka rasta, and only those who made brass utensils could set shop in Thathero ka rasta. Thus came the specific lanes for ghee, tikki, haldi and dal. But that was not the only reason. First, it was done to keep the cost down. When there is competition happening in a single location, the costs will always be competitive. Second, when competition happens together, the quality is always high and there will always be innovation to stay ahead of the curve. The idea is not particularly unique to India, as most cities have dedicated lanes or markets for specific types of goods. But most of them were natural congregations, whereas in Jaipur, it was planned. Savai Jaisingh II wrote to wealthy traders in Delhi and Agra to offer safe, free and tax-free sites. Jain merchants were particularly solicited to ensure the development of banks and the sale of gems. In Aryan epics, the Dhundhar region called Matsyadesh or Meenavati was the shortest trade route between North India and the rich port cities of Gujarat and Malabar. The idea of architecture as tradecraft became the hallmark of the Kachwa Rajputs and many other rulers in their region. A closer look at the Ambar Fort in Amer would attest to that. Right outside the Amer Fort, opposite the Panna Meena step wells, lies the Rameshwar Temple. Even a cursory look by someone familiar with Dravidian architecture would immediately see that temple is built in that style. The Amer Fort itself, built by Hindu Rajput kings, has all the hallmarks of Islamic architecture. With the Diwane Khas or the Hall of Private Audiences, the Diwane Aam, the Hall of Common Audiences, and Zanana, a place reserved exclusively for women. While the Amer Fort architecture was certainly used by the Rajputs as a way to show their respect and have friendly relations with the Mughals, it's quite possible that the Rameshwar temple in Dravidian style was to appease the Marathas who were knocking the doors through Gujarat. And there are others whose answers I am still looking for. On the Ghiwalo Karasta, there is a Jain Mandir from the mid-18th century. Shri Suparshnath Bhagwan Ka Bada Mandir. The main structure is in the 19th century style, an amalgamation of local Rajasthani architectural idioms and European influences. The amalgamation of architectural styles was not just a matter of aesthetic tastes, but also a matter of statecraft. We are living in times where history is being oversimplified and being used to create us versus them narratives. What we often forget is that kings and rulers of the past often had very selfish interests at play to further their wealth, fame and power. 
most were far less concerned with the imaginary religious conflicts as they are being made out to be if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ibm network you can listen to us on the ibm podcast app or ibmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ibm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram